HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Corin, a supplier of Japanese chef knives and restaurant supplies. For more information, visit Corin.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. Hello, welcome to Japan Eats. I'm your host, Okiko Dema, a food writer and the director of the New York Japanese Culinary Academy, which promotes a deep understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. We are broadcast live from a studio at Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn. And this show is all about Japanese food and food culture. We see sushi and um, sushi every day on the supermarket, but what is on beyond the sushi? We hear dashi, ramen, izakaya, but what exactly are they? Japanese food is still a mystery for many people, so I'll try to demystify it in this program with my cool guest. And my, t- uh, my guest today is Kayla Copeland, the PR assistant at Ichiran Ramen a unique uh, ramen restaurant chain. And uh, Kayla speaks uh, bright and perfect Japanese, by the way. And also uh, join is uh, Mr. Uh, Yori Hanai, uh, the PL manager of Ichiran Ramen. So he might jump in as he wish. And uh, so uh, ramen has become as popular as sushi in the U.S. lately. And Ichiran Ramen is particularly unique among hundreds of ramen shops for offering each customer a very private dining experience. So we'll talk about it in details in a moment. But before we start, uh, Japanese is available on Heritage Radio Network as website as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify as a podcast. So please go to iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify and subscribe to Japanese. And please write a review. We appreciate your feedback. Also, if you have any ideas about the topics of the show or show guests, please let us know. You can email us at japanese.heritageradionetwork.org or akikotayama.com. And also, I have a quick announcement. Uh, the 23rd Sumo Stew is coming to New York tonight, November 12th at 8 p.m. at Brooklyn Brewery in Williamsburg. And as you may know, Sumo Stew is a seasonal live streaming event of sumo matches straight from Japan. NHK, and a national broadcasting company, and you can enjoy Japanese food from outstanding restaurants as you watch the matches. 
And uh, actually, matches are very captivating and uh, it's kind of addictive too. And tickets are available at eventbrite.com and search for Sumo Stew. That's S U M O S T D E W. Sumo Stew. And also for Japanese listeners, there's a $10 discount code that is SS Japanese, one word, WS Japanese. Uh, hope to see you there. And finally, uh, Heritage Radio Network is holding a holiday party and tasting on Monday, December the 3rd at the Brooklyn Botanical Garden in New York. And there will be great food from popular New York City restaurants, including uh, the great Kaiseki restaurant, Naoki Takahashi. Also, you can watch a soba making demonstration by a soba craftsman and chef Shuichi Kotani. And of course, you also find beautiful cocktails, wine, and Japanese sake. So, for tickets, please go to eventbrite.com and search for Winter, Gar- Winter in the Garden 2. So, that's Winter in the Garden number 2. And that is, uh, uh, okay, so I have another discount code for Japanese listeners. So, enter the code at checkout that's Japan Eats, uh, this Japanese one word, for 10% discount. So I will hope I will see you there. Now let's uh, start a, com- a conversation with Kayla Copeland. Hi, Kayla. Welcome to Japan Eats. Thank you for having me. Okay. So, uh, so first of all, uh, I want to talk about your background. So where are you from and uh, what did you eat when you grew up? Um, I'm actually from Indiana. I just moved here five months ago from Indiana. Um, I don't know how much you know about the Midwest, but there's not a lot going on as far as like food culture Mm. Um, there are only that I can think of two decent ramen places in Indiana (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, not a lot of Japanese culture there generally Um, but as far as what I ate when I was growing up honestly very simple things Um, my mother worked at night so she didn't cook Mm. Um, and so it was just me and my father and he didn't really cook a lot either because he worked a restaurant job and the last thing he wants to do when he comes (laughs) home is cook so um, it was very simple things like hot dogs and like macaroni and cheese and Mm. things that really aren't that good for you but are very stereotypically American (laughs) (laughs) they're not necessarily bad but uh, I'm sure (laughs) you get the idea right so um, yeah then you know to get ready for this show we exchanged email and uh, you wrote even wrote perfectly Japanese, so it was very impressive. So um, you majored in Japanese at the Purdue University. So what led you to study Japanese? Um, It actually came, I think a lot of people um, start out with like anime or manga, but for me it was actually music. Um, I heard a song by Utada Hikaru Mm. and I was like, wow, she's amazing. And then I found out she was born in Manhattan and I was like, whoa. And um, that was the first time I'd ever really been introduced to the concept of someone who is bilingual and sings. And I bought a Japanese album of hers and I was like, wow, I love this, but I can't understand anything that she's saying. And I got really frustrated. And this was back in the day of like dial up internet. So I just (laughs) bought a dictionary and a grammar book and started teaching myself. And then the more I learned, I just kind of fell in love with it. And I was like, wow, I want to do this for the rest of my life. So then I was like, oh, I can major in it. That's what I'm going to do. That's interesting. Mm. Right. Okay, so um, so also, you, I heard you studied in Japan during mm. your college education. So uh, where did you study in Japan and uh, what, how was it experience? Um, I was at the University of Tsukuba for a year. Um, that's a great university. That's yeah. what, yeah, a lot of people, well, it's funny because Japanese people know exactly what it is. And then American people are like, the what? Um, 
because mm-hmm. it's a very uh, experimental, educational, mm-hmm. highly um, high level yeah. educational institution. You can, yeah, you can tell when you're there. It's a very new kind of place. Um, it it was awesome. Um, I've never experienced the sense of safety and belonging that I've felt in Japan wow. anywhere else. Um, new York is close, but like, it's it's so safe. It's so clean. Um, if you want to be alone, you can be alone. But if you want to go out with friends, it's welcome too. Like it just people seem to just keep to themselves and mind their own business a lot, and I like that because it's really not how it is in America. Mm, interesting. <laughs> mm. Right. So it's kind of the distance between other individuals. Yeah, it's just like um, in Japanese, there's a phrase like the "gomeiwaku kakezuni," mm. and like you don't want to be a bother to other people, and that's how I was brought up and so when I was introduced to that culture in Japan I was like oh this is easy to adapt to because it's already how I grew up thinking and Mm. so I just was like oh this is nice like because other people are thinking the same thing and so Mm. we all have like a similar common goal right interesting that's like really fundamental Mm. mindset of Mm. Japan yeah I like that right so it's out of respect to other people Mm. I think yeah right okay so, um, so you work at, uh, at the PR department of Vitron mm-hmm. ISA with uh, Hanai-san. So, uh, so we're going to talk about Vitron, but how do you get a job in the first place? Um, so I got really tired of Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> um, there just there weren't any opportunities for someone who speaks Japanese, really, mm. except the automotive industry. And I tried it, and it was not very good. So. Um, I just started applying for jobs, just shooting out emails because I knew I was going to move out to Brooklyn. I had already talked to a friend about moving out. Um, and so I was like, I, I just need to find a job. And I just started shooting out emails. And then um, there was a PR position. And I was like, this sounds interesting. But of course, it's through a recruiter, so they don't say who it is. And then the recruiter called me and was like, oh, yeah, I have this position open at Ichiran. And I was like, oh, I know what that is. It's on Johnson Avenue. I know where that is. I used to walk by all the time to go to Roberta's. She's like, Mm. yeah. (laughs) That's interesting. Wow, sounds like a destiny. Yeah. But do you really study to move to New York before you got a job? Yeah, I just, yeah. I I was like, I came here to visit some friends and I realized like, wow, this is just such a better place for someone like me. Mm. It's definitely not for everybody, but for someone who's in my field and also just like, misses the city mm. um I, I missed you know the 45 minute train ride to tokyo mm. <laughs> you know back when i was in japan so um it was like oh this is perfect like i i don't want to be anywhere else in the united states mm, interesting well you had a huge exposure to uh, foreign culture in japan so that's yeah. another big thing mm. <laughs> right okay so let's talk about um ichan ramen so which I, I find it very interesting. So um, the first Ichiran Ramen was founded in Fukuoka Prefecture, which is right. uh, the capital of tonkotsu, right. or pork-based ramen. Right. And uh, I heard that the Ichiran brand began in 1993, but the business, the family started originally in, 19, in 1960? Yes, um, it was actually, uh, so it kind of gets into like Fukuoka and Hakata food culture, um, but there's a culture called Yatai, um, which for people who don't know what that is, it's basically like if you think of like a food stall and like the small places that you can enter and sit down at tables. Mm-hmm. It's like a bar counter on mm-hmm. the street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and that's um, it actually started as futaba ramen. 
and it started as like a yatai, mm. and then they decided to brand it in 1993. So mm. the 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 concept and everything has been around for a while, but then it became strongest right. in what it is today. Interesting. That is, it's interesting that that kind of the original business continued. Mm. And then the name changed yeah. as a brand, yeah. right? Okay, but uh, for listeners who are not familiar, Fukuoka is the southern part of Japan in right. Kyushu. So mm-hmm. it has very strong food culture. And also I heard whoever, you know, major corporation develop a certain brand or something, mm-hmm. that's the, you know, the city they test out. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. a irrelevant yeah. existence in, in Japan, right? Okay, so... Um, so Ichiro has now has become a major ramen chain with yes. multiple locations all over Japan, Hong Kong, Taiwan, and the U.S. now. Yes. So it's, uh, it's like, how many, like over 60? Um, there are 77 now. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so fast. there's one one in Taiwan, um, two in Hong Kong, I believe, and then the two here mm. in New York, and then everything else is Japan. Right. So the first location in the U.S. opened uh, here close to our studio in Bush Brooklyn in October 2016 mm-hmm. and uh, it was second in the midtown Manhattan that opened in March 2018 so mm-hmm. you, you guys are growing here in the yeah. US too yes right so um, Ichan is known for the flavor concentration booth mm-hmm. along with the Creative Brahmin so what is the flavor com- concentration booth so the creator basically like like you said, Fukuoka food culture is really strong, and tonkotsu ramen culture is also very strong there. Um, but we were confident in the fact that we do it the best. Um, and so the idea behind it is basically that you're sitting alone and you don't have any outside distractions, not other people, and you know, not your cell phone, not work. And just concentrate on the flavor of the ramen, and then you realize, like, oh wow, this is extremely high quality, which mm-hmm. it is. Mm. So that's exactly why it's named what it is. I think, I think we casually call it like a solo dining booth, but the real name is the Ajishu to mm. flavor concentration. Right. Yeah, I understand that mentality and actual effect because when I go to really good restaurant mm-hmm. like sushi counter, mm-hmm. I want to be alone <laughs> because the moment I put the, the good piece of sushi in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Just, I don't need any distraction. Let me just stay quiet for like a minute, literally 60 seconds. Yeah, that's how I am with donuts. <laughs> <laughs> right, so you need a donut boost too. <laughs> right, so, okay. And uh, so maybe you can describe father. What's the purpose of being alone? So when you, you know, you are, so let's, let's see, what, how does the booth look like, the flavor concentration booth at each one? So I think anybody who grew up in an Asian culture, they're like, oh, it's like a cram school booth. And, and they're like, <laughs> oh, I don't really like it. But it's basically just these two simple wooden walls. And then in front of you, there's um, this open space that the server uses to pass you the food, but it can be closed by a bamboo curtain. So it's actually, it's not so hostile. Um, it's very warm, like it's very cozy. Mm. It's not. It's not contained. Um, there's definitely a difference there because, like, sometimes I feel contained at places. Um, but this is definitely a cozy feeling. It's like, oh, I'm alone, but I'm enjoying this mm. being alone. And the only things in the booth besides you are things to do with our ramen. So mm. it's really just like, this is what we want you to do. Please enjoy this ramen mm. as it's meant to be. Right. So nobody can talk to you, even including the servers? 
Yeah, they basically only say what is necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, just like a lot of the servers even here um, know Japanese phrases. So like, "Shitsureitashimasu" when they mm-hmm. open and close the bamboo curtain. Um, like, "Goyukuri dozo," and then and mm-hmm. like, can you just translate for? Yeah. Um, so like, "Shitsureitashimasu" is like, "Excuse me," um, and then "Goyukuri dozo" is like. Please enjoy and take your time. Mm-hmm. Um, These are typical mm-hmm. uh, phrases that you mm-hmm. hear in, in Japanese restaurants in Japan, yeah, especially. Yeah. Like, they really they don't talk to you unless you want them to. Um, you can ask them questions, mm-hmm. um, but especially if this is not your first time coming, and they'll be like, "Is this your first time?" You say, "Nope." They're like, "Okay." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, and then, right, so leave you alone. Yeah, they're right. like, just ring the bell when you need us. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, because you said at the beginning earlier, mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm not going to bother you. That mm-hmm. kind of mindset mm-hmm. actually is totally concentrated mm-hmm. at the Atrans yeah. concentration booth. Yeah. So that's the Japanese mindset. Yeah, and yeah, it's, it's extremely Japanese. Right. <laughs> I can't imagine that ever being born out of an American concept. <laughs> right. And uh, so dining store at the casual restaurant is pretty common in Japan, mm-hmm. um, such as soba noodle shop at the mm-hmm. train station, mm-hmm. like tachigui, like standing yeah. eating. But uh, Americans tend to like uh, dining with other people. Mm-hmm. So um, how do you accommodate people who don't want to dine alone in, you know, in the group? Right. So that's probably one of the biggest apprehensions that people have. Um, when coming to us is like, oh, I don't know how I feel about because we've definitely promoted in America that eating alone is like really like lonely. <laughs> and, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. But like eating in a group is super fun. It's always the best. Well, first of all, that's not always true. But if you do want to eat in a group, um, our walls actually fold in. Mm. Um, the only place that they don't is Midtown, which tends to work out because it's mostly um, like at lunchtime. It's a lot of people who work locally and they're in and out because mm. they are on lunch break. Um, but for example, at Brooklyn and our Japanese locations too, um, the walls have a little hinge in them and then you can unhook them and fold them in mm. so you can talk to the people next to you more easily. Right. Mm. That's, that makes it easier for like a yeah. couple. Like yeah. two it's like people. sitting at a bar, basically. Mm. That's nice. And then there's no distraction outside. You right. know, the, just the two people, mm-hmm. comfortably private. Mm-hmm. That's another benefit, I guess. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, um, so what is special about Ichran's, um, you know, the ramen besides the flavor mm-hmm. concentration, concentration booth? Um, we're extremely picky. Like to put it very simply, um, there's a lot of science that goes into our ramen, and like there's science in any food, obviously, but the level of detail in which we go into our food is kind of insane, and it's like amazing. Um, they, there are specialists who, for example, there is a person who does just the soup and they know only the soup mm. and that's, they do it the best because it's the only thing that they do. Um, that's a very Japanese craftsman mindset. It is. <laughs> yeah, this is very, it's like perfectly Japanese. Mm. Um, it's like, you know, the sword maker, mm. somebody does blaze, somebody does handle mm-hmm. only and they're yep. adjacent to that's each exactly other. That's exactly what it is. Right? Yeah. Like 500 years, so they, the two families doing the same to walk each other. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And um, like, for example, we have um, the original spicy red sauce, the hiden no tare that goes on top. 
Um, there are only four people in the world who know how it's made. Wow. Um, they never let all four of them travel like on the same plane together because mm. if it was like to crash or something, then like yeah, they all die. <laughs> like what we do. Right. I'm um, sure that they have a good insurance too. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Oh, wow. <laughs> Ah, so uh, for listeners who are not so familiar with tare, what is tare in Roman term? Mm, tare is basically, uh, it's, hard to, it's hard to translate. <laughs> uh, it's like a sauce, basically, is the easiest way to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and ours has like, when you look at it, um, it looks like seasoning mixed into a sauce. Mm. Um, but it's, it's an addition to the broth. Because um, you have like the dashi and mm. and the soup and like the the wa- like some of the water coming from the noodles and also the oil and everything, yeah. um, and then tare is just an additional flavoring to mm. put onto it. Right. And so ours happens to be spicy. Right. So as a ramen chef, like for instance, I think that they're basically soy based and miso based and mm-hmm. tonkotsu mm-hmm. based of which you do mm-hmm. uh, which run specialized in there's uh, three types of uh, stock that's soup mm-hmm. right and there's, there's people say dashi mm-hmm. too and the noodles and also you know like the, the toppings of mm-hmm. uh, the pork the things like that and the important element I heard in ramen tare is what you accentuate your own mm-hmm. personality yeah that's to true too yeah it's definitely like when you look at our ramen I think it's the thing that stands out the most Mm. actually because it's just this it's kind of like the red spot on the flag of Japan it's like just this red dot in the center Mm. it's really weird looking at our ramen without it Mm. like people who don't order it and then you just see it and you're like something's missing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. Yeah, it's a little bit that's the essence of it. Right. I heard is that you have all, over 30 different ingredients to make uh, the tare, right? Akai yeah. hidden tare, like yeah. red secret tare. Yeah. yeah. So that's great. You have to just, listeners, you have to taste it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to know what it good. is. Right. And uh, and you know, we're talking about the tonkotsu soup. So mm. can you be, maybe explain how special, I mean, what tonkotsu soup is mm-hmm. and also how special at Daichan. So tonkotsu is a pork bone broth. Um, ours is special amongst even tonkotsu. I feel like this is just like a personal opinion, but I feel like tonkotsu is the one that Americans tend to be the least familiar with. Because mm. um, I think a lot of places just put out miso and shoyu because mm. everybody knows miso for some reason and shoyu, like it's soy sauce and also quicker for restaurants to make and so like when I tell people oh yeah like tonkotsu like what's that Um, it's tonkotsu like what's wrong with you (laughs) um, um, ours is special because if you've ever been to any place that sells tonkotsu it has a bit of a stench to it it's not terrible but it's like definitely kind of pungent but ours doesn't have that Mm. Um, the scientists who have worked on developing our soup have essentially eliminated it and now you just smell like a good ramen smell mm. um, so it's not the funky mm, right it's like very cases. very pure smelling which is so it's so funny to describe a soup like that but it is like it's so different um, mm. I think a tonkotsu is special it takes hours to make but yes. it's the bone essence of the bones mm. that's called umami yeah right yeah. and see and then we didn't get rid of the umami we just got rid of the mm. stench um, and it's it's also 
a creamier, lighter tonkotsu than I think a lot of places have.、Mm. Because I hear a lot of people、um, in reviews and just influencers and everything that say, like, I know I cannot finish a bowl of ramen. And then、mm. I come back and it's empty. And they're like, oh, I got the kaedama and I ate the entire thing and I drank all of the broth.、Mm. And I was like, yeah, same. Because I can't finish a bowl of miso. Like, I can't eat the entire thing, but I can drink all of our broth.、Mm. It's really good. Right. That's important because sometimes, you know, it's really a heavy one.、Mm. If I have ramen for lunch, I can't、mm. eat dinner sometimes. It's too heavy.、Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, that's important. And you can have it every week or every couple of days. Yeah, yeah.、Right. It's not nearly as bad. Yeah, and you mentioned the kaedama. What is、mm-hmm. kaedama? So, kaedama is a noodle refill. It comes from, again, like Hakata Fukuoka food culture.、Um, basically, how it works is like when you're done eating, you, eat, you typically would eat the noodles first,、um, you'd finish those first, and you have the leftover broth. And so, the Kayadama is like an extra serving of the noodles to put in that broth so you can keep enjoying the soup longer.、Mm. Um, and it's, it's a, actually a campaign that we've had going on for a little while where you can get coupons to get free kayadama. So、mm. it's like an extra serving of the noodles.、Right. That's interesting because kayadama is usually like, you know, another bowl of rice kind of、mm. thing you to fill your stomach, but、right. it's, it's the medium. To enjoy the soup longer.、Yes. That's the idea. Yeah, because、um, like Hakata ramen means also that the noodles are thinner than normal ramen.、Um, so there's, it's, it can seem like less sometimes, even though it's like the same, basically the same amount,、um, because they're thinner. That's why they developed the kaedama、mm, culture,、right. is to accommodate to that.、Hmm, so that thinness. Has、um, more surface,、mm-hmm. right? And overall,、mm-hmm. sort of compared to thick、um, yeah. noodles. So. Yeah, so it soaks up the soup really well.、Mm. It complements it very well. Right. And、uh, where do you get the noodles from?、Um, we make them.、Mm. We are, that's why we're in where we, like this part of Brooklyn, is because we needed the space for the factory to make、mm. them. And it's the same in Japan.、Um, everything's, we make it. Mm. And it's also all kinds of secret stuff that I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know how many people know about the secrets, but. <laughs> Not very many. Right. <laughs> okay.、Um, yeah, and I, I saw your website, and it's, it's amazing how you're obsessively clean, cleaning a restaurant and the bathroom and、mm-hmm. everything. That's,、uh, I like that, you know, kind of like、uh, obsessive cleanness and also ultimate pursuit of. Whatever you do. Yeah. So that sounds very、uh, Japanese. It is. <laughs> <Zen-y kind laughs> I, that's why I like it though. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, so、uh, let's take a quick break here. And when we come back, we'll talk about what's on the menu at Ichiran Ramen. So please stay with us. Today's program is brought to you by Corin, supplier of Japanese chef knives and restaurant supplies. Corin is proud of their Japanese culture and traditions, but they want you to know that their products are not just for Japanese restaurants. Their knives and tableware bring out the best qualities of food from every culture and fit into every restaurant, from French to Pan Asian to American, and that is why they are located in New York City, where people from every country in the world come to eat. 
Koen's Tribeca showroom is home to the most extensive collection of Japanese chef knives in the world, including Japan. Stop by to view the exquisitely designed tableware and the Welsh natural sharpening stones. They have a whole range of knife services, from repair and rust removal to reshaping and realigning. Koen is dedicated to this ideal, bringing the highest quality Japanese design to your table so you can experience the unparalleled quality of Japanese craftsmanship in your home or restaurant. For more information, visit koin.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Japan Eats broadcasting live from a studio in Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm your host, Aki Kotema, and my guest today is Kayla Copeland, a PR assistant at Ichiran Ramen, a popular and very unique ramen restaurant chain. So, uh, so what kind of ramen do you offer on the menu at Ichiran? We have tonkotsu, and we have only tonkotsu mm. because we are a specialty shop. Um, we will most likely never add another mm. thing to the menu because we are a specialty. Mm. So that's really reflect the traditional Japanese cultural, like, you know, mindset. You mm. Like, again, you specialize in something. So if you do tempura, you only do tempura mm. in the sushi. So I heard per person, um, Japanese people, um, Japan has more restaurants per person because everybody is specialized. Yeah, that's right. not surprising at all. Yeah. <laughs> so... Okay, so, um, but you have a, the sheet to fill for each customer. Mm-hmm. So what's, what, what are the options? So though we only have one kind of ramen and some people are like, oh, you only have one thing on the menu. That's so silly. It's, it's actually not because we have an order sheet that you, we developed so that you can customize the ramen to your liking and you can customize pretty much everything about it. Um, the level of like the soup stock, how rich you want it to be, um, the level of the oil, the garlic, the whether you want the scallions or chashu, like the toppings generally, um, whether you want the spicy sauce, and also the noodles, um, the firmness of the noodles. Um, for example, I think for people who aren't as experienced with using chopsticks, the soft tends to be easier to handle because it just into the mm. chopsticks a little more easily but the texture of the firm is probably the one that fits our ramen the best mm. right and because you, you chew maybe you tend to enjoy soup together yeah. longer yeah right and i i don't mind splashing <laughs> yeah, on my face <laughs> right and if you're sitting alone and you're isolated like what does it matter right <laughs> but some people you know when they come together or they're still self-conscious and want to practice mm. Right, but for good food, I don't care how I look, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah, but I was surprised. I was looking at, uh, you know, sample the sheet, mm-hmm. and uh, you have uh, how thick the soup is, three mm-hmm. levels. Right. And the koteido means, uh, you know, the how thick, I mean, the texture mm-hmm. of the soup itself, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like the oil level, how mm-hmm. it affects it. Right. And I think it's there are five degrees of, you know, the koteido. Mm-hmm. That, that's pretty interesting to yeah. me. Right? And, uh, yeah, so um, what's the, peop- the preference for the majority of people? Well, actually, on our order sheet, if you look, um, we have, like, pre-circled options. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people go with that, actually. Um, 
The biggest change that we see is that people will change the firmness to firm instead mm. of medium. Okay. Um, for the reason that we just talked about is like the texture fits the soup better and also chewing them allows you to enjoy the flavor a little longer. Mm. Oh, because service suggested? Or they mm, prefer... People just like have, have figured it out on their own, I guess. Mm. Um, the gal dente Italian pasta mm, kind of yes, thing. Yes, yes. Like, I, I almost wonder if it's because... Because I don't know about the, the Japanese audience. I only can speak from the New York and American side of things, but... I almost wonder if it's because we're more used to growing up with like al dente pasta mm. and so that resembles it more and so then we're like oh I like this better anyway because it's familiar mm. um, but it also I would agree that it also soaks up the ramen like the the ramen the noodles they soak up the flavor of the broth so that you can get the full ramen flavor when mm. you're chewing it right Right, without having soggy mm-hmm. feeling. Mm. Right, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people fail to uh, boil pasta and they suffer from <laughs> soggy pasta too. Um, yeah, so what's the, what the customer demographics at Daytron in New York? It actually depends on the store. Mm. Um, so Midtown, because it's our location actually is right next to Koreatown. Mm. Um, so we do have like a pretty large amount of Koreans And um, we also have a large amount of like Japanese and Chinese tourists that come to that particular location as well. Um, and then after that, it's kind of a mixed bag because it's tourists coming mm. in. Um, we're right in the heart of Midtown. Empire State is just a few blocks away. Um, Brooklyn, it kind of just depends. Um, it's mostly local, I would say. Um, so. We, and we've been trying to reach out more to, um, if you look at like East Bushwick, there's a large demographic of Hispanic mm. people. Um, and we're trying to reach out to them more because they, they're probably one of the least as- associated groups with ramen. Mm. <laughs> um, and I mean, that's just, their food culture is different and mm. it's great too. Um, But they're just, it's a little harder to figure out how to market to them and mm. get them to come in. But um, for the most part, it's just like the typical, like Williamsburg, Bushwick, like about college age, maybe college graduate age person coming in. Right. Yeah, especially this Bushwick, Bushwick location is changing quickly and yes. more foodies. Yes. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's a blue bottle coffee nearby. Right. And that really means that it's. Um, happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, well, that's interesting though. Like, you know, the Latin um, cuisine versus mm-hmm. Japanese, or those, they, they may not be some anything in common mm-hmm. specifically, but I think the ramen is so appealing to mm-hmm. Americans nationwide, regardless of race, because mm-hmm. it's comfort food. It is. Right. So, it's probably the perception of, You know, it's Japanese or not. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think, uh, also changing. Yeah, that's a good point. Because I think a lot of, I mean, a lot of the Mexican dishes that they're like actual, not like Taco Bell, but like real Mexican dishes that I like would I think also be considered comfort mm. food and also contain pork. So it's like there are similarities, they're just not very obvious. Mm, right. And also, I think, even including the Midwest, which mm. is not known for Japanese food culture, that is it. But I know that uh, fine dining chefs branch out to ramen mm. restaurants, which is not 
uncommon. Right. So there is appeal. Ramen's really um, democratic <laughs> food, <Yeah. laughs> I think. Yeah. So, okay. Um, so what's the percentage of uh, solo diners at the Ichiran, New York? Oh, it just, again, it kind of depends on the day because some days we come in and like I'll, I'll be walking because I work at the Brooklyn location. So I'll walk into the store part and like, I would say it's like mostly solo diners sometimes, but then every once in a while you get a group of like eight people mm-hmm. who are just like, they're on a tour together or they're right, just so doing they just something. just pull down all those uh, yeah, dividers. Yeah, because yeah, like, <laughs> they want to sit together. I'm like, oh my gosh, like... <laughs> You, do you know what this place is actually a solo place but like that's, too, that's totally cool like you're welcome but it's just really funny it's like wow um, and then I would say in in Midtown it's most of the time no bigger than a party of four mm. um, most of the time during lunchtime like I mentioned before it's a lot of people on lunch break so it's a lot of singles and or like two people together mm. um, but then in, at dinner time that's when there are more tourists um, but it's not like huge groups all the time. It's usually groups of three or four. Then mm. I'm sure each booth people look at the phones and maybe taking pictures yeah. of ramen. So yeah, and plus they bring their kids, and so it's like, uh, what are you gonna do? Like, right. <laughs> no kid, you can't eat this. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Um, so um, I heard there's a lot of things going on at Ichiran. Like for instance, uh-huh. we got the second grade children came to Ichiran. Yeah. Yeah. We recently had. Um, one of the nearby schools brought their Japanese class um, of second graders to come and just check it, check us out, and oh, it was amazing. Um, they they function like a Japanese class. They mm. get up and say like "Ohayou oh, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like my second year of Japanese, I was twenty years old, and would have been like uh <laughs> in that kind of a situation but they mm. were it was just so natural for them mm. and they but were I'm curious though is that the mm. class to study you know something about this country specifically this week is Japan so they no it's like a Japanese language class <gasps> really? yeah yeah oh my God. yeah so they're like very very well taught in like the culture for just second graders wow it's a local yeah really yeah. public school mm-hmm. oh my god that's interesting yeah it was super interesting and they were very because like when you're seven years old you're curious about pretty much everything so and we have a lot of things to show them and so they were just like what to everything and, mm. and like oh you press this button to call the server and like their uniforms are so cool and, and just like <laughs> asking questions about everything so it was really really fun to see their reactions mm. to it it's like a completely different demographic than we ever really deal with wow that's interesting mm. yeah. i never imagined that kind of class exists right? in new york i'm so jealous <laughs> <laughs> right, but did they like roman oh yeah they were like this is so good can i have second oh wow <laughs> yeah it's just uh, i think especially tonkotsu it's kind of milky mm-hmm. you know rich and creamy mm-hmm. so i understand you can just have a snack soup yeah right definitely mm. Okay, so you might create a future ramen chef at the class. Maybe. <laughs> that would be really cool. Right. So what else is going on? What is uh, your plan? Um, so actually, this weekend um, is Anime NYC. It's um, New York's largest anime convention. Mm. Um, this is their second year for it, and they were extremely successful last year for their first year. Mm. Um, there were over 20,000 attendees. Wow. So you just... Uh, 
show all those different kind of anime.、Mm-hmm. And we're actually going to be there、um, with a couple of other Japanese restaurants and some other local Japanese companies.、Um, but we'll have a booth there and we're doing like a little panel seminar about. Basically, the stuff that we're talking about today, plus a little more detail about the ramen itself.、Mm-hmm. Um, so, that, yeah, that's this weekend.、Um, Where is it? It is at the Javits Center. Okay. So, it's on West 34th. It's about as West 34th as、mm-hmm. you can get. Okay.、Mm-hmm. And then、um, it's very close to our Midtown location. So, after the con, you can always come、hey. and get like, the real thing. Interesting. Oh, by the way, you know, they're.、Um, Like very foodie comic books in Japanese、mm-hmm. about you know, any kinds of food, including right, ramen.、Right. But is there any anime about ramen? So it's funny you should mention that because there is actually、um, a series that got it's a manga that got an anime adaptation.、Um, it's, the English title is Miss Koizumi Loves Ramen.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> And、um, it's about just this girl who really likes ramen. She doesn't want anything to do with anybody else. But there's this one girl who's like really persistent to like. Hang out with her.、Mm. And Koizumi san is like, I don't really want to hang out with you. <laughs> But she's like, No, we're going to hang out. And so she's like, All right, let's go let's go get ramen. She's like,、oh, Okay. And they end up at Ichiran. Mm. <laughs> really? That's funny. Because the solo booths. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't know. And they're sitting because it's like basically every seat is full except for like three, and none of the seats are together. So they're like on opposite, sens- like opposite sides of the restaurant from、mm. each other. And it's hilarious. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's,、uh, that's the only one I've seen、mm. that has an, a specific reference back to us. Okay.、Mm. Right. But there should be more, right? It's、yeah. such an interesting concept. Not, not just, you know, Ichiran, but the ramen itself, I think,、yeah. is、uh, really deeply culturally mm-hmm. Japanese mm-hmm. in many ways from、uh, the way people. Uh, make dashi, that's a craftsmanship. Like,、mm-hmm. you know, each range itself, it's like almost 60 year、mm-hmm. um, history. And、uh, yeah, I think if you go to Japan and any corner, it's、mm-hmm. like a you know, deli or cafe, you find a ramen shop. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're everywhere. It's like, I think it's probably more mentioned than I realize.、Um, personally, the series that I get into don't talk that much about food. But I know there are definitely some like slice of life genre、mm. series that get more into food because you see like on the internet like pictures of anime food and they're like, oh, it looks so good. And then the show is the real thing. And it's like, the real thing looks good too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Japanese food, basically.、Right. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. By the way,、um, you mentioned all those、uh, obsessed、uh, ramen eaters, right? And、mm. then. Sometimes, when I have ramen guests, I do research and looking、mm-hmm. for comments on certain guests' ramen.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, it's like so many blogs featuring,、yeah. you know, like there's a calendar based, and、uh, this person went to like 30, you know,、wow. places in a week or something like that. It's ridiculously passionate. Yeah. So, that yeah. Is, but that's also very Japanese, like to, to dedicate yourself fully to something like that.、Mm. Yeah, I feel the mission. Yeah. You know, those people,、yeah. well, which I think it's good in a way. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. So,、uh, and I heard you're planning to open another brunch. We are. So, this upcoming January, as in 2019,、um, we will be opening a third store in Times Square,、mm. um, which is very exciting. It's definitely going to be the biggest of the ones in New York、um, with two floors.、Mm. And it 
if you look at the decorations and stuff that we have it now, it's it's close to like back in Japan, but this one's going to be probably the most atmospherically themed around the original concept of the design, which was like 60s, 70s, like Showa era wow. of Japan. Excellent. Um, so it's looking really good so far. Yeah, well, Showa, people have very nostalgic idea of Showa, right?、Mm. It's like a classic, and、uh, we call it the Iki, like、mm. chic.、Mm. And that was the generation people slowly, deeply enjoying the culture. Right. Yeah, so. Oh, that's great. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, I'm excited to see it when it's all done. Like, even just seeing what we've completed so far is really exciting、um, because I feel that I, I don't think the average American knows what Showa era is.、Mm. Um, They're like, what? Like, they know, like, maybe the Meiji. They know the word, but they don't know what it means.、Mm-hmm. Um, and so it'll be an interesting way of not only showing them ramen culture, but also, like, this is. Also, part of Japan, you know.、Mm. So it's exciting. Right. Yeah, Showa is such a, especially recently, people started to use it as a very beautiful、mm. um, era、mm-hmm. and、uh, symbolic of chic. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't wait.、Uh, you can educate people, not just about ramen, but also the Showa culture. Yeah. Right. Okay, how many seats is it going to be?、Uh, it's over 100. Yeah, 100. 500. Yeah, over 100. Yeah, because、mm. it's two floors. Right. Because、mm. wow. I, I heard sometimes I'm walking on the street in the Midtown or you know, in the Man-、mm. Manhattan, the tourists come to ask me, like, do you know there's a ramen shop nearby? Like, oh, people come look for ramen. That's interesting. That、yeah. makes me so happy to hear that, actually.、Mm. Yeah, I think it's、uh, well, the culturally, the sushi is expensive、mm-hmm. mostly. And also, or you know, you can just go to the supermarket and then buy、right. sushi. But ramen is something, it has to be served warm at the perfect、mm. temperature. And also, you can make it by yourself. So,、mm. yeah, so that's something. I mean, you can try to make it by yourself, but. You can get the instant, <laughs> like you heat them up. It's not the same. Right, yeah. Oh, by the way, you know, like the instant ramen.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, before you boil it, there's the crunchies, right? Yeah. And、uh, I sneakingly, like, snack on it. My mom says, don't do it. You're going to have a. Please. I mean, we have the instant ramen packs too. Okay. Like, you should just like, get back in the habit and be like, look where I am now, mom. <laughs> just with the Ichiram box. Yeah. I don't know if it's safe because it's so tasty, you know, like a vice cracker, but maybe、uh, I、yeah. shouldn't do it, I guess. <laughs> They're thin, so maybe it's safe. Okay, I can try that. All right, so that, that one is、uh, available online or at the store? Both, actually.、Mm. We just recently started doing online,、um, but it's available in store as well. Right. But you need、uh, the solo booth. If、yeah. You buy it. You, you don't have to make it yourself. Booth, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, so、uh, where can we find more information about the Ichiran Ramen?、Um, if you're privy to social media, we're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We also have a webpage.、Um, it's ichiranusa.com. Make sure it's ichiranusa. Um, the ichiran.com is the Japanese one.、Mm. Um, it, you can find it in a link you back to ours, but specifically for New York, it's Ichiran USA.、Mm, great. By the way, though,、um, I think the Japanese one has English page too. It does.、Um, the translations aren't as updated,、mm. um, and the interfacing is a little. Kind of wonky because it's、okay. been translated. <laughs>、um, so it's a little smoother of an experience to、mm. use the 
the Ichiran USA one. Right. And I, I, you know, the even the US, Ichiran USA site has detailed secrets mm-hmm. in English too. Yeah. So I enjoyed re- reading it too. So. <laughs> thank you. Right. Okay, so uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Thank you. And uh, Yorisa. Thank you. Thank Thank you very much. All right. So, listeners, if you have any questions or comments about the show or suggestions for show topics or guests, please contact us at japanese.heritageradionetwork.org or akikukatem.com. And Japanese is live at 3 p.m. on Mondays and always available at heritageradionetwork.org, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify as a podcast. So, our engineer today is um, uh, Matt Patterson, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.